Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 1, a show where two best buds watch, review, and recommend TV shows that only aired for a single season. My name is Presley. And my name is Andrew. Welcome back, everyone, to the pod. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in once again and putting up with our odd schedule as the holidays threw us off a little bit last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And hopefully, as we are recording this, we'll get this episode out on time and uh, you all can enjoy it. But uh, this week, we are talking about the Netflix original animated TV show Inside Job. Let's roll that intro, and then, Andrew, you can uh, give us a little synopsis. Inside Job is a 2021 Netflix original series about Reagan Ridley, played by Lizzie Kaplan, who works for Cognito Inc., a shadow government organization that is responsible for maintaining both the prosperity and secrecy of the deep state. Reagan, accompanied by her new partner, Brett Hand, played by Clark Duke, leads a team at Cognito Inc. to accomplish missions and tasks given to them by both their CEO of Cognito, uh, J.R. Scheimpa, played by Andy Daly, later Rand Ridley, play, played by Christian Slater, who is Reagan's father, as well as the mega corporations who are their clients. Reagan and her team both simultaneously end up destroying and saving the world in their work, which involves concocting and perpetuating conspiracies such as, this is the short list, JFK's assassination, reptilian shapeshifters, flat earth, the moon landing, the stoned ape theory, and the Mandela effect, to name just a few, as I said. Yeah, it's a very limited list uh, of yeah. all of the ones that they cover. During the show, we see Reagan learn how to lead her team and work better with others, uh, learn how to live a, bit of li- a little bit of life, uh, eventually ending the series having been promoted to CEO of Cognito Inc. after her father was shipped off to the Shadow Prison X. And another show that is incredibly difficult to synopsize because it, it's just so much happens. Yeah, and I mean they 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 make fun of how much it is impossible to keep track of all of the fake conspiracy yeah. theories right. that they themselves are per- concocting and perpetuating. Yeah. Yep. There's a great little moment where Brett, who is like this very hapless idiot, he's like the classic like uh, golden retriever, yes man, follower. Yeah, go- yeah, guy, yeah, exactly. And he's he's probably the funniest character consistently in the way like he's written, uh, but. Uh, they're like man we we didn't fit like we didn't fake the moon landing it was real oh god it gets so hard to get these conspiracy theories in order <laughs> exactly. and then sasquatch walks behind him and he's like hi sasquatch and then the, the oh, sasquatch no, no, he says hey like, who are you chewbacca <laughs> that's what uh, yeah was. exactly right yeah. and it's like man like it, it is funny because it's like <laughs> oh we didn't fake the moon landing but sasquatch is real but we also kind of fake the moon landing yeah. in a different way than you anticipate yeah. And that's like the whole show is like these kind of weird uh, perversions of typical conspiracy theories that you're yeah. uh, aware of and some that you have no idea about. Yeah, all, all the conspiracy theories are correct, but they were done differently or like by someone else or right. kind of like, you know. Not to mention that org. Cognito is not the only shadow organization that They're runs one all of this. Six. They're one that's of six. Correct. There's also the Illuminati. Yep, uh, which is like very typical, uh, like Jay Z and Beyonce run it. Uh, <laughs> Lin Manuel um, Miranda, yeah, exactly. And Oprah, <laughs> uh, and then there's lizard people who are from the center of the earth, right? The reptoids get it right. 
yeah the reptoids excuse me because they make a, again a constant joke of like no the earth's not flat it's hollow like get yeah. it right you yep. know um the atlanteans uh what was the, the oh, juggalos church. yeah the, juggalos and the catholic church and uh in the catholic church yeah uh they run uh the whole planet and it's yep. kind well, of funny they they don't necessarily run the planet it's the robes Right, but the robes only seem to control Cognito, not the fair. other organizations. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's I guess that's that's fair. But it's also, like how so do you have multiple CEO. organizations trying to control the world that also cooperate, but, but also are at work. odds with each other? Yeah, it's a yeah. little confusing and yeah. a little messy. Well, it but sounds obviously a they're more... just trying to be wink winky about it. Yeah, it sounds it sounds pretty accurate as far as capitalism goes. Except none of them are trying to save the world. Corporations, that is. Yeah, but we also find out right in the in the cliffhanger sting at the end of this show that it seems the hand or the the robes, excuse me, are trying to save the world, and that's how they kind of that's get uh, Re- uh, Regan on their side. But then at the very end, they're like, "Oh, she's falling like right into you know right into our clutches," yeah. you know, and it seems like they're maybe more nefarious than you realize. But they're right. also these like weird pyramid head shaped beings that are you know yeah. kind of eldritch almost but yeah. i don't know it's, i want to hear your thoughts about the show this was your pick um honestly honestly I, I actually kind of enjoyed it um okay i i see by the look on your face that you didn't so i'm looking forward to hearing why no you I hate everything that. including this um i would not say no, that don't so, put words in my mouth <laughs> i i think so i was just um in between our last episode and uh, and this one, I was in Atlanta and like was away and couldn't watch anything. Yeah. So I binged the shit out of the show this whole yeah, weekend. Yeah, you watched it very quickly. And I will say, this isn't a show that I wanted to binge. Like I wouldn't have wanted to binge it. That was not my favorite yeah. way to consume this show. Mm-hmm. Is like in a huge batch. I think that I would have enjoyed this if this was like a week re- weekly release type of show or if i would have been able to take my time yeah um but i did enjoy the humor i thought the humor was very like accessible to like the way my humor kind of is it sometimes mm-hmm. or like i think like middle and millennial humor it, it like kind of struck a chord i was watching it with my girlfriend and we were like who do we think the audience is for this and i was like well it's that us. was my biggest question watching it like, the whole time it's yeah. us we're laughing at it like we right. we talk about stuff like this not conspiracies and stuff but like basically how the world is fucked and like all this kind of thing yeah i think jokes uh, like between it, but... like 40 and 25 yeah like that yeah, kind millennials. of age range that really? yeah exactly right yeah. um is probably the the yeah. go-to here yeah so yeah i mean i joined i enjoyed the humor um honestly i thought i liked it better than i thought i was going to um that's good i wouldn't say it was perfect um no but i I don't have anything ultra specific that i want to pick out and call out as like this sucked this was bad this you know i i just don't think it was like the show um so to speak it wasn't like family guy or something that's like all right this is like so good this has to continue kind of thing not that i think family guy is really that great anyway but you know what i mean yeah, it didn't. It it wasn't like the the like new hot Rick and Morty esque exactly. uh, you know adult exactly. uh, cartoon that needs to stay stay on. Exactly. I, I think that's also a similar sense the the way that I got it. Like you kind of thought that I hated it. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hate the show at all. I think like oh, some episodes hit and some episodes missed for me. Yes. A- yep. And there's eighteen of them. 
right 18 yeah because it, it was released in two parts by netflix yeah uh we had a debate amongst you and i when we were doing research about whether or not this should be included right because this show was released in two parts but it's all technically a single season. They were just Correct. staggering the stuff like Correct. Netflix is doing because they realize their model is not sustainable. Yeah. Um, yep. And part of that, like the, there's little continuity between each episode and the latter eight episodes have higher, like more continuity than the, than the first 10. Uh, that because was, that's like, yeah. well, that's when Reagan starts dating her boyfriend and when yeah. Rand takes over the company and when everything kind of like has well, connection to each. The episodes thing. did have a weave with them where they kind of like did still have continuity in the first part. I just don't think that it was narratively as, as strong or as deep in the show's meaning as it was in the second part. So let me explain yeah, that's, that. Like, that's my point, right? Like and, and they, they left, they picked up where they left off. Yeah, they picked up yeah. where they left off on all episodes, and it wasn't like a suit, a true like sitcom, where right. like the previous episode basically didn't happen, and it, everything yeah, was scrubbed back to zero, and it's like single time, yeah. enter new situation and simulation kind of thing. Um, yeah. They they did pick up and they made references back to things that happened, but it wasn't like there was a strong overarching thing that was like, oh, we did this thing to achieve this goal to then make this thing happen. It was like we got another brief and we had to take care of this or this thing was going to blow up or the 1980s town needs more. What is it? Nostalgia max chemicals or something to keep them going so they can sell all the failed and dangerous (laughs) products Products corporations were fine in the 1980s. Yeah. Yeah, That's like the, the fun part is when they're like leaning into the absurdity of some of the conspiracies and the less fun part I think is like the greater, like, socio-political uh hierarchy of cognito right because the whole thrust of like the the entire show basically is like reagan trying to angle to get become like the ceo the head of everything and it just like always keeps getting yanked out of her clutches somehow some way exactly right and her her dad was ousted from the company and he was one of the founders of the company and so he like lives with her and is like a crazy man um but uh, it's not really crazy because all the things that he's saying are real to him but not to the rest of the world like we open the show with him like yelling on the steps of the white house about how you know the moon landing was fake or whatever but it's like no you can't like those things are real you can't just tell people because then we have to like erase their memories yeah yeah The, the problem with me for this show is that it felt like it was really it it felt like it was trying to be a rick and morty or or similar uh high level adult entertainment television show that was dealing with like challenging concepts and working with them in in interesting ways and mm-hmm. i think it just it aimed just a touch too high for me it didn't quite hit that mark you know like rick and morty has had its ups and downs but like on the whole it's a very strong like has great stories and it has fun plots and its humor is like right on point mm-hmm. and i think for me it was just like this was like one episode's great another episode's like i'm so bored right and it just had too many ups and downs for me and it felt like it was trying a little too hard in a lot of the episodes and that was just like where i fell off of it it wasn't atrocious and there was a lot of times where i laughed out loud like a lot yeah same uh, I, I think I actually tend to, to agree with that. I, there were some episodes where I was really involved like mentally in it. And yeah. then there were some where I was like, mm, okay, like, all right, fine. This is whatever. 
Um, well, and I think there's some tonal problems that go along with it. Like to cite the final episode of the show. Yeah. Regan is trying to decide if she is going to essentially erase the memory. Her and her boyfriend are going to erase their memories and run off to Appleton, Wisconsin, while at the same time she's being courted by the robes to uh, basically rule rule the, the thing and finally get her dream job. And that's all interesting and good and like nuanced and like talking about big decisions in life. And it, it has yes. a lot of layers in terms of like, do you choose your career or do you choose your love? And like, how do you reconcile the two when you think that there could be problems amongst them? Awesome. Yep. And then the B storyline is them trying to fix the timelines that were broken in the previous episode. And Brett befriends Airbud because Airbud was a documentary and not a work of fiction in a different in the broken line, reality yeah. yep. and he's like trying to find a way to keep Airbud alive because they need to kill him in order to fix the timeline right and it's like those two things don't work together when you're like bouncing back and forth it, it, it's very jarring to shift between these two like this very goofy Brett being Brett yeah as this like happy-go-lucky guy that wants to keep this dog that is very good at basketball alive yeah and then you have this like very dour serious like oh my god what are we gonna do like we have to erase our memories and we're gonna break up yeah, or like, are we you know and I mean I like to solve the impossible problem kind of thing exactly like, and it just has a lot of episodes like that where you feel like they're trying to have an A story and a B story and they're never the twain shall meet. And they're very incongruent in terms of like the structure and the tone of them versus like, if you just really structured a really solid a plot that went through the whole way through and could have laughs along the way, could have wrinkles that yeah. kind of have small offshoots. I think those were tended to be the better episodes. No, I think that's fair. Um, also, by the way, the reason why Airbud had to die, I know I can hear all of you, just absolutely fuming and I hear the pitchforks and the chanting Airbud had Air to Bud. die because basically dogs would evolve and eventually overthrow humanity and then rule the world with war and chaos and we would be a lot planet of the apes, but planet of the dogs. the dogs basically planet of the dogs yeah um, and in order to stop that from happening Airbud had to die but Brett rewrote the rules and said Airbud can exist in this timeline and then Airbud grew opposable thumbs and started walking on his hands and said Brett and then the show ended so yeah <laughs> basically but that's the yeah. thing right and this is moments after we see uh we see uh Reagan having erased her boyfriend's memory yep. and implanted a new memory of her of him finding happiness without her yeah and you know what I mean? Like it's totally yeah, it, inconsistent. It, it, I think it, that's the biggest problem. I, I think I agree. A lot of those B B plot lines or B storylines, when when you have a really strong storyline that like the Reagan uh Illuminati guy one. Oh, I can't remember his name. Uh when you have like that story. It's Adam going, Scott is the oh, voice actor because he has Stadler. such a voice, but Stadler. Yeah, Stadler. Stadler. Uh when you have that kind of going on, I feel like the the air bud thing kind of, it, it sort of diluted the really good strong yes, story exactly. in a way that wasn't like really helpful or very good. Um, so I think that's an acceptable criticism. I'll, ex I'll accept. Yeah. That. They I need to be fair. woven together. If you're going to have two stories like that, you can't, uh, yeah. you can't just have them be two completely separate things and hope that they work out, especially when they're so tonally different. And there's yeah. just a lot of examples like this where you'd have one or two of the other members of the group, the, the cognito kind of board as it were, doing like something else that was like very like they're just kind of fucking around yeah. and something else that was like not even more serious, but like the main story 
that had nothing to do with it. And it just always kind of distracted me from like the, what was in a lot of ways, smart and clever writing uh, to have this yeah. other storyline that's like, okay, well now it's just kind of boring because I'm having to like split my attention among something that's not as interesting. Yeah. Uh, when the core concept of the show is actually a lot of fun and because it is a lot it's animated, fun. you can do a lot of fun with it. You're not restricted by like logic of reality and physical creating, you know, sets or whatever. Yeah, I agree. I, I really liked the animation in this show. It's very strong. I it's, thought it was it's, very strong. It's maybe my best thing to say, other than the voice cast. Yeah, feels the voice cast really was great too. Strong. Um, they just really good, did. They did a really good job of of showing emotion and personality. Yeah. In in the animation, and I I think it was really really strong. Like even subtle things like an eye just closing a little bit, like in the face. Like I don't know. It was just it was different than a lot of the animation. I feel like I see. It's usually yep. not as like strong or as like deep in a way where it kind of like can convey some of the the emotions that we can't express but we feel in a way. Um, so yeah, I really liked the, the animation. It was a lot of fun. Um, they uh, it's interesting because they did a really good job of like making human-looking animated people, right? With the, the emotions and stuff and the, and the reactions and then also had a lot of really crazy fucking reptilians and, like, all sorts of shit going on, which I thought was just a funny, like, combination to have. Uh, it just it just goes to... I guess it just goes to, to credit the animators. They did a really good job of being able to, like, manage both really well. And I, I think concurrently, you also have... A, a really good voice cast, right? Because yeah. like you have a lot of known actors mm -hmm. and kind of semi-known actors playing, you know, voice characters completely distinct from who they are. And I think they're, they, they do a very strong job at that. Um, and I really, and everyone felt distinct and I knew who was talking always. And it's not, you know, making a comparison, maybe fair or unfair to, to Rick and Morty, there's a lot of times where it's like one person voicing six different people in six different contexts. Right. And I like that every single person like had their voice. They had a good, uh, uh, they had a lot of guest stars that were voicing characters as well For sure. uh, as, as people came in. And then you clearly, there were clearly a couple people on the cast, whether or not they were, uh, uh, regular cast members are brought in, but that were like very good at impressions Yeah, because like in one episode they uh, bring in Keanu Reeves who ends up being <laughs> a blood vampire who like yes. is eternally youthful to uh, progress society in a certain way. Yep. Uh, and you know, they're doing Can an obvious Nicolas like cage and Leonardo DiCaprio as well. Notable, yeah, notable exactly. other and, vampires and they're doing <laughs> impressions of all of them, but they're not, not serviceable right like they're all like i get what they're doing it's a yeah. joke impression but it does sound like an actual person it's not like yeah. it's not like there it's a it's a caricature but in a way that sounds realistic not in a way that's like a complete caricature that sounds nothing like them right and they're just like evocative yeah and i just appreciate that attention to detail right because it goes a long way into making you feel like oh they are actually trying to kill keanu reeves vampire rather yeah. than somebody that is kind of animated to look like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. What was your, what else do we have to talk about? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there, you know, there's a lot that happened in the show, uh, but I don't have a lot of notes. I mean, it was just, it was a decent show. Um, I, you know, it's a, there's two things to talk about. A, okay. I think 
it, it's this falls into one of those categories of shows that are nice to have on in the background. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you with any level of certainty all of the main storylines that happen. Like, <laughs> there's only eight, 18 episodes, right? Yeah. But I can remember like four with any real distinction. And I watched yeah. it over the last five days. So it's not as if I, you know, took a really long time to watch this. It's more that it isn't the most memorable. When, when the stories are good, it's very memorable. And when the stories are bad, it's just like, oh, well, I guess that I had some laughs and it was good along the way. But it's like a show that I could put on while I was like cooking dinner and not really pay attention to. And I might catch a funny line here or there. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. I was just also thinking the same thing as you were saying that I was kind of like, I was thinking about, it. I was like, okay, I just watched this, this whole weekend. Yeah. You binged it over like two days. And I was like, man, I can't really remember like a lot of the really, especially early episodes. I don't really remember a lot of what happened. I, you know, yeah. it's, I, I'm looking at the, the episode list on Wikipedia now and I'm like, okay, yeah, I remember that happening. Okay. Yeah. I remember that happening, but I'm like, I couldn't have pulled that out other than like, I was thinking earlier about the episode where Reagan's mom married herself and like Jeff Bezos was at the boat the yacht. and J- yeah. the yacht and JR, JR was trying, was trying to, sell to sell it to him or truck him into buying it. And like, I can remember that because I was just I was thinking about the animation and like Jeff Bezos looked like Jeff Bezos. There's a <laughs> really great line in there so. too. That's that's the social commentary of of like Jeff Bezos. You yeah. know, like this is so unethical. How could you make people sit around oh, and not yeah. be able to take bathroom breaks and have manual labor in a massive warehouse for eighty hours a day for two dollars an hour? And it's like this doesn't apply to me. Yeah, there were some moments. I think yeah. like part of it is funny but part of it is like it's almost too self-aware for its own good because like it's making a joke about you know say jeff bezos but then it doesn't know how to quite like stick it to actually make a good point about it it's just kind of pointing at the reality that is terrible yeah Yeah. a lot a lot of those jokes are like hey this terrible thing is the thing that's real in our world isn't that funny laugh now like you hold up the cue card like laughter please clap exactly applause yeah the sign goes up uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's very true. And, and sometimes it really lands and there are successful yes. like plays and jokes and weird quirky moments. But I think the best quirky moments are when they go like really far off the reservation in terms of yeah. like what they're talking about or doing. Like as much as we were mentioning earlier about the whole Airbud thing, you know, because it doesn't totally <laughs> match with the other storyline of the episode, yeah. it is funny and memorable yeah. because it's completely ludicrous and, you know, endearing, right? And I think like that is a big difference where you have something that's like kind of similar versus to reality versus like the very far afield reality. And I think you and I both are going to always prefer the far afield reality. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. 100%. Um, what was your, what was your favorite episode? You can See, it's like, I'm thinking about it. Right. And it's like, okay, what episodes do I remember? Let's filter yeah. through those. I want to say, I might need to like pull up. Do you have a favorite episode? While I pull up the list. You know, I I was thinking about it, and I think the Rome episode was my favorite. I don't know why. It was, but it was just good. so ridiculous. And because so, I'm not gonna try to synopsize the whole episode, but basically, Reagan and her boyfriend go to basically make the the, the Pope more conservative because he's be like the current pope is too liberal for like conservative Christians and whatever. So they go to like 
hidden with this device that Stedler, her boyfriend, has for the Illuminati. Basically, like, zap the Pope into being more Catholic and more, like, uh, more conservative. And they're trying to, like, develop their relationship. Reagan wants to ask him to, like, be more official. And so she's trying to speed up the process. And she cranks this whole thing, like, instead of being at a 2 out of 10, she cranks it to a 10 out of 10. Basically makes the Pope, like, super evil and conservative. And then he decides that everybody needs to go to hell because no one deserves to be on Earth and, like, go to heaven. Basically, Rome falls apart. And everybody's, like, (laughs) being killed by, like, animatronic... De- demons and stuff that like Disney Made created Disney. <laughs> and Bob Iger is damned in, in that whole thing as one Literally, of the jokes. And, yeah. Um, uh, and then you have the B team who's on their way to Italy because Reagan kind of finagled her way into, she like volunteered really quickly first to go to Italy with her boyfriend. And then everybody else is like, fuck that. I want to go to Italy. Like we deserve a vacation too. So they're on their own journey and they go into the, uh, the sh- what is it, like the shadow shadow airport or whatever underneath the uh the the horse that's at the denver international airport they go underneath its balls down in and then uh there's this whole thing where one of the characters um what's his name uh oh gosh he's the 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 dolphin dorfman Dorfman, Dorfman, Dorfman. Something Dorfman. He's the Dolph guy. Yeah. His last name is like Dorfman. I just called him Dolphin Man. Oh, Glenn Dolphman. Yeah, Glenn Dolphman. He's basically like a super right wing, like military, like career military guy. That's part of their group. But he basically goes in and he's like, I'm going to get the star treatment because I'm a veteran. And he always wears his like his his full uniform and all his medals and everything. So he gets flagged and... uh, Basically, the TSA is like, this guy's a veteran. Let him in. And then uh, and then basically they make a joke about how TSA is like the sixth, the unofficial sixth branch, the, uh, branch of the military. And uh, and this guy goes Which he insane. takes great offense to. It, yeah, it takes great offense to it because he's, you know, a strong, like, military man who's like, ah, I fought in wars and killed people for, you know, and took, that's why or- he deserves and took orders without asking any questions. TSA. And I deserve star treatment and whatever. And then uh, the TSA basically tortures the whole group into like him admitting that the TSA is uh, part of the military. But anyways, I thought that was really funny, and, and there was a lot of like good jokes in there, um, yeah. like the subtle one where he's like, "I killed people for," uh, it was something of the to the effect of like, "I killed people blindly without asking any questions and judging the the humanity or possible you know terrible nature of killing people for the government." So it was fine. Um, some of those kinds of jokes. So. I uh, I think that was fun. And my favorite part of that episode is that they reference my home airport, yes. the Denver International Airport, yep. which uh, if you haven't looked up this conspiracy theory about the Denver International Airport, you should because it's very, very funny and very, very true. True, uh, huh? We have well, I mean, all theorist? the things that they cite are true about it, and it makes no uh. sense that it's not really an evil airport like it should be. Uh you should look into it. The fact that they even modeled the crazy blue horse that killed its own creator 
to be the entrance, which they wouldn't be able to walk there in reality. But anyway, uh, my favorite episode is called Ghost Protocol, and it's the one after Reagan has a one-night stand with uh, a super-secret spy from MI5 or MI6 or whatever yep. it's called. Uh, the, spy's, the spy's name is uh, Rafe Masters, which is a, a fun play on words. And basically, uh, she, like breaks up with him in the sense of like is just leaving in the morning from the one night stand that is like horrified at herself for having you know slept with a stranger Mm -hmm. and then he teams up with uh cognito because he basically needs their help to take down this the super villain that he's always dealing with and there's a bunch of like weird like very homoerotic dialogue between him and the super villain all the time and it's like very off-putting to everybody on the team they're like wait did these are these guys gonna have sex or is it like are we are we intruding? Yeah, even though right. it's like all normal, like they're insulting each other, but it like it's very, you know, played up for for uh, jokes. Um, but he's a he's very clingy and not a, a very good spy in the sense of like he's very he's a James Bond stereotype, right? And so Reagan then uses quote the ghost protocol to fake her death so she doesn't have to break up with him because she's worried about being the bad guy. Cause she uh, like whenever it, it cuts away to show all of her old breakups and she's always like a terrible asshole when she's doing it and everybody hates her. Yeah. Like even strangers around her will be like, why are you such a terrible person? <laughs> and so she doesn't want to do that. And then through this convoluted series of events of her faking her own death, they end up back at the Island that they originally stopped the, the kind of evildoer uh, Rafe's arch nemesis on yeah. and she ends up dressed as the arch nemesis wearing an eye patch from a cat that scratched her. So she yeah. looks like an evil villain and they're, they're like basically about to erase his entire memory of everything and like lobotomize him. And she realizes that she's become the literal villain of the episode while yeah. looking like a literal villain. Yeah. And it's just this fun kind of self-aware thing. And they, 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 they're really mean to Rafe and like the way that they defeat him and make him self-aware is just by talking to him like, he should be talked to and not like a yeah. very privileged white man exactly and he's like very confused about it and doesn't understand and, like <laughs> it, it was clever because it's like not something you always see and it's this fun yeah. inversion of like literally dressing up as the bad guy to try to not be the bad guy is very funny yeah. uh, and it was just it was just a fun time and i laughed a lot in that episode yeah. and there's a lot of weird things going on in the background and it's a good episode of how the b storyline doesn't interfere in the main storyline because their their boss at Cognito, JR, is trying to buy the like evil island lair that's in the volcano. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like randomly cuts away to him like with the realtor, like assessing the kitchen or like getting ready to convert like this room yeah. into a sex dungeon or what but it's it never like ruins the tone of the episode because the whole episode's pretty goofy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that was a really good uh you're right, it's a really good representation of that because there's just little bits where they're doing the walkthrough and they're like, oh, this is super easy to clean up, you know, bodies from the floor because it's made yeah, from the Yeah, they're like thing. literally scraping people off from when they killed them earlier. Yeah, from the kill- when, you know, Rafe Masters killed them earlier. And then uh, JR mentions something and then the evil realtor, because it's like evil realtor company or whatever, is like, oh my God, he's like the most evil person I've ever met. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, they like, can't believe really how evil he is as they're selling him a volcano lair. Yeah. Um, so the irony of all of that was really funny. And then as they're leaving, he's walking in with his like utility or mover crew that's going to like do all the renovations. And uh, yeah, it's just really it funny. Uh, a good, I agree, a good example of like how the A can support the B or the B can't, the B doesn't get in the way of A. Uh, plot line, so so i think we're both fairly medium on this show like that's the best yeah. way to put it i don't think we're quite like at our star rating yet 
I'd be curious to know like why maybe we can just sit and speculate for a minute about like why this show didn't get another season or maybe what's going yeah. on with like adult animation at large, especially at Netflix. Cause they just canceled five other adult animated television yeah. shows. And I'm curious, like your thoughts about like, cause this kind of started the trend, uh, you know, and then, you know, it's continued. What, what are your thoughts? You know, I, I think, I think that this was another, so Netflix has been pretty notorious for, um, canceling shows with a low completion rate. I believe oh, okay. this is probably one of the same. Um, yeah. I, I could I could understand how, because of how this released, it released at, you know, 10 episodes in like 2021. Over a year later, part two is released, which is like part two of the same season, which feels strange given yeah. how long it was. And we, that was even it's part like a, of our there's conversation. There's like a mid-season was, cliffhanger at the end yeah. of that episode 10, but it's right. not like plenty of shows now do like mid-season breaks where they take the holidays oh, off absolutely. and then come back in January after yeah. airing in the fall, right? Yeah. But this so, clearly was not that. Yeah. So, you know, you have like a year between the second half. I, I wonder if it seems to me that completion rate probably ended around 60%, probably yeah. after the first part because the second part was coming out and it was like, okay, I don't even remember what happened in the first part. I don't feel like I really want to watch it's the whole thing over again to like not, get into it. And it's not that important yeah. to know, but I feel like it kind of is. Um, so I could totally see that completion rate probably not being uh, very good and thus it being kind of a, a main reason for canceling the show. Um, and I know that, you know, there are a lot of other animated shows, adult animated shows that are being canceled. Um, I think that Netflix is trying to th like throw as much as they can at the wall to see what sticks as far as animation goes. Um, yeah. it just because they want to find the one that breaks through, um, yeah, totally. instead of like really focusing on making the one, just finding one, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And it's very strange to me be because Netflix has some extremely strong animated, uh, shows yeah. like this, while not necessarily the strongest is certainly very passable and not one that I necessarily would presume having just like, if you just threw it on and didn't give me any context, I wouldn't think that this show was going to be canceled just from watching the show. Right. Yeah, like totally. it doesn't ring of a cancellation because it's not so terrible or poorly yeah. made or whatever. No, it's not and like then you have yeah. these like super critically acclaimed shows. Uh, I, I think of the cyberpunk animated show, which was like fucking stellar. And you have Castlevania, uh, which they just basically re they're doing like an anthology reboot where they're like basically doing another timeline later on in the Castlevania franchise. But that show is unbelievably good. And then they have, you know, their child animation stuff and clearly a bunch of other shows that they now have just canceled. And it seems like very strange and inconsistent that you're making all these like very well regarded television shows yeah. and then you're not capitalizing on even your kind of mid-level shows it's like oh well you really enjoyed the castlevania show maybe you'd enjoy inside job right or whatever it yeah. is and have that yeah. to hang on while you are waiting for the bigger prestige animated shows that they've been releasing totally okay well here's some other strong adult themed animated shows that you would get going it just seems like a no-brainer to me to just have a, a studio or two churning out some stuff that even if the completion rate isn't 
crazy stellar, it's still enough to keep people maintaining their subscriptions. I mean, that's just my logic. I, I really wish yeah. Netflix would release these numbers, right? Because it would tell us and mm-hmm. the, you know, the population at large a lot more about why they make the decisions or why they don't or why they're stupid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It would be really interesting to see like official information on it. We, I, I just know that that is a strong thing for them when they don't have certainly, yeah. You know, you mentioned it, it before. I, I think when they hit like sixty-ish percent completion rate, I think they they you know probably below that they're calling it. Uh, when they get around, then I'm I'm betting they're just making a call. They're like, okay, well, we either do this or we don't. We don't have enough data to say that it's going to work, and we don't have enough data to say that it's not. And they're not taking the leap of faith, which not being someone who runs a studio or understands how all that works or how that matters. I, I'm not placing blame on anyone or saying that anyone's doing the wrong right, thing, yeah. but they're, they're just making a gut call when it comes to that. Cause they think they just don't have the information to say this should continue or not. Um, they just have to decide. So I don't know. What do you think of all of it? Well, you know, like I literally am pulling up Netflix, like right at this <laughs> second. Cause I really yeah. want to look at like, what is going on right because like you have like the first literally i pulled up netflix and the first thing that it pulled up was disenchantment which is by matt graining the the creator of the simpsons and was not necessarily the strongest show but it was like a well-regarded uh you know a fantasy adult themed television show right and it's like you're advertising that that's about to end and then i scroll in the first row of trending now big mouth is out which has it literally highlights Emmy nominations, right? And it's just that. like, it's so easy to go to here and see all of the things with the little N Netflix logo there yep. and all of them being animated and them being well-regarded even in their own interface and how they're not leaning into it. Like, and it just doesn't make sense to me. There's so much money in this field and it seems like they're uh, sacrificing it to make like other shitty netflix originals that they're hoping that is the one new zeitgeist thing they're hoping for the next tiger king or whatever right uh to really bring them into the fold it's so strange to me i really i really wish i understood it better but i really don't i wish i did too i think i think it would it would help a lot in understanding the decisions they make but you know what maybe they're hiring maybe we can jump on in and uh start learning not a plug to work in netflix i have no idea what it's like make that decision. Yeah, I mean, I think they've been cutting back like on everything lately, <laughs> yeah. so I have no idea yeah. how strong it would be. But It does seem like that. Oh, like look, there's even a column here that's a, a reverent adult animation. Guess what the first one is? Inside job. No, The Midnight Gospel. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, but think about like BoJack Horseman too. Like BoJack Horseman is like one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life and I've heard it's good, yeah. It's so good and it really works for, you know, folks who, you know, as we've talked about struggle with depression and anxiety and those kinds of things. Mm. And then you have an intermix with a lot of other seemingly interesting things here as I'm scrolling through and you know, they have a whole row of it for you to kind of go through, but it's just, I don't know. It, it's so hard to pinpoint the logic and the, the kind of hive brain think tank that is Netflix at this point to really understand why, uh, why it's structured the way it is. Yeah. There are, there are actually a lot of uh, Netflix animated no, it's a whole shows. department. I had like, no idea. Yeah, I, I'm not a big um, animated show watcher. I, right. I obviously did a lot when I was a kid, but I, I don't. I don't tend to to lean toward them now. But there yeah. are a lot. Mm-hmm. My on my uh, front page of of Netflix was Captain Fall, 
uh, which yeah, is which was show. the second one right after the Midnight um, Gospel in that in that yeah. uh, row that I was citing. Yeah, it's really interesting. There are a lot of Netflix originals. I mean, all of the ones on this list so far that I'm like scrolling through are Netflix originals, and I've never heard of them. Yeah, and a lot of them. Well, are, and not to mention just how big anime in in the U.S. and worldwide has gotten. You know, like Netflix and Crunchyroll and several mm-hmm. others have like licensed anime content that everybody is obsessed with and watches all the time. Ever friend who's going through the original One Piece series and that has over a thousand episodes, and it's like that is a commitment that you know if you have a subscription to netflix you can watch all those episodes or all those seasons or whatever and you don't need to make every single show be as successful as you know one piece or whatever yeah but don't the other shows that are at least semi-good mediocre better than mediocre help bolster the the idea that you have good things to offer i don't know i really yeah it, it would certainly seem to suggest that you have a decent catalog to to show even if I mean you can't have like not every single thing you're ever going to make is going to be top 10 of all time and that's the problem I feel like that Netflix doesn't quite understand it from like a a big structure because every other show that isn't a a zeitgeist defining show that everybody's talking about on social media and whatnot gets canceled almost immediately yeah to, yep. to me, right? You and then you yep. only see advertise the really big ones. I mean, you know, you think about like even The Witcher, which they sunk you know millions and millions of dollars into. As soon as it was like got mediocre reviews and Henry Cavill left, they're like, okay, well, this is gonna be the final season, and yep. we're gonna disconnect it from everything. And it's like, all right, just we quit. abandoned ship yeah. instead of trying something new and different and interesting. Yeah. You know, and then they just get the other television shows that were already successful on whatever network they were on and put them in. You know, think about how long Breaking Bad's been on. Netflix and yeah. you know they've had that on there forever because Breaking Bad's one of the greatest television shows that's been ever made, right? 100%, yeah. And they're resting on that laurel and not trying to do anything new or creative. So, it's a bummer. It is a bummer. It is a it makes me sad. But also well, not you, that would sad. You, so, I think that we can both say, don't let me put words in your mouth, but I think we can both say that it would have been interesting to see what else they would have come up with for another season in terms of conspiracy theories. Do you have any, like, for the overarching plot plot lines, what you would have wanted from another season? You know, I, th- I, I don't know. I, I didn't think super hard on it. I think, uh, I think as far as an overarching theme is more of a character development thing because that's really the only arch- overarching thing we really have. Yeah. In a way. Um you know, I mean, Reg- the overarching theme of this series was Reagan working to learn better uh, about leading a team and working with others, thus becoming CEO or, or to become CEO. Right. So I think we just probably, I, I think I would probably want to see her struggle in that and struggle to lead and now struggle to continue boss. to, yeah, now that she's the big boss, tr- struggle to make everyone happy um, and, and try to learn how to navigate all of that. I think that there's what? probably some good TV in there especially with how she makes decisions about how they proceed with certain things, um, where she comes up with missions for them, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would have had two things, right? Okay. I would have had all of their conspiracies somehow dovetail into her continuously running into the love interest whose mind she erased oh, to further yeah. complicate That's and good. like make it hard for her to kind of maintain her, her commitment to Cognito. That's good. Uh, and, and the second would be the 
ways in which she goes kind of power mad from having like ultimate authority because like you see her do little things that are like a crazy person would do it. Like she, she goes kind of like into this weird, like mwahaha evil uh, villain E moments when she like comes up with like such a good plan that obviously fails and goes horribly wrong. But it would be very funny to see her like actually become like, power mad and hungry and how brett would would counterplay that or you have a a fun inversion where brett gets power mad even though he's like super not that kind of character absolutely and i think i think you could do fun things with that uh i think obviously the relationship with her dad would would come back into play because that's a huge thrust of a lot of the show uh and her mom who married herself and is now in love with a robot fake robot president that is in a glass tube that was pretending to be her husband on a holodeck. Right. God, every time we talk about shows, it makes us sound like crazy people. Are there, are there, it, it really does. And, and it begs the question, are there any shows that are basically just emulation of real life? Is there anything that like crazy things doesn't happen? I guess Mr. Gorman or Mr. Corman, was it Mr. Gorman or Corman? Corman. Corman. It hasn't been that long. Uh, Mr. <laughs> it was Corman. two episodes ago. I'm worried about you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, hey, look, you know, I jammed a lot of conspiracy theories in my yeah. brain over the weekend. I don't have... Well, it's very Berenstein, Berenstein, uh, yeah. Corman, Gorman bears. Yeah. Um, I, I think the that Mr. Corman was the closest we could get, and I could probably do without. So I'm okay with... Well, TV's uh, an escapism a little for most crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when, um, when you think about it, it's like, I don't want to watch something that's literally a parallel of my exact life because that's just my yeah. life. Yeah, it... it it probably would sound strange to some people as we're describing some of these things where if you popped in halfway through the episode and I'm describing some crazy wacky fucking episode that happened because I over synopsize everything. And then you're like, wait, I'm sorry. What? Is, okay. I don't want to listen to this anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because these guys are crazy and I, I think they're making something up right crazy now. People. Um, yeah. We're not making any of this up. You can go watch the show on Netflix right now. The only thing that you can't prove we didn't make up whole cloth was Willow because you can't watch it anymore. True. True. (laughs) There are only some of us that know. Only some of us. Only the enlightened ones. Only, yeah. I'm so enlightened. I also Um, wonder how this show like did critically like from an outside of Netflix perspective because this kind of doubling back on our like you know uh the the whole netflix conversation but like was the show well regarded was it did it have a good critical or audience score or was it kind of mid and that's just like another reason where it's like oh we just have this kind of midline thing that's like why don't we cut the fat off a little bit uh so 79 percent on the uh tomato meter which is i believe certified fresh i think so anything above 70 i think is certified yeah fresh. i don't i don't know how it works and then a 91 percent um audience score that's pretty strong. It's pretty good. I, I would yeah. I would say All that's pretty considered. damn good. Um, when you have a show, when you have an animated show that's adult animated show that's pulling in that kind of uh, I feel like you keep you know, it general hype and enjoyment. That yeah. feels like something that should keep going. I don't know. I think so too. But it's very strange. Anyways, we don't make the decisions. We just judge them. Presley, Heavily. if you wouldn't mind uh, running through the rating system for us and then letting us know what you think about this show. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Uh, we rate on a five-star scale, technically six if we want to get pedantic because we start <laughs> at zero stars. That's true. And uh, that means that the show should never have been an idea in anyone's brain at all. It's the worst thing we could have ever possibly conceived. One is a pilot-worthy, you know, maybe make it a try, give, give it the old college try, but then abandon it because it was terrible. 
Uh, two is we got a season, but we don't want it anymore. It was rightfully canceled, and we're happy it's gone. Three is the uh, kind of good, kind of bad, watch at your own risk, as we like to say, where if you enjoyed our discussion, if you like conspiracy theories, if you uh, you know think it would be a, a fun show to watch or sounds interesting, you should maybe enjoy it. Uh, we make no promises. Uh, you know, no refunds here. Uh, four stars is the certified, certified really good shows. They're they're very strong, and we wanted another season definitively, and we we both really enjoyed them. And then a five is the these are the cultural milestone icons that should never have been canceled and will be in the zeitgeist forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and this show, I'm actually teetering on this show a little bit between a two and a three. Ooh, I okay. think that there is some merit to both, and I think I'm going to settle on the three. Yeah. Just because I do think it has more redeeming qualities than bad ones. You know, like it, it wasn't miserable. I didn't hate every second of it, which, you know, puts it well above a, a zero or one. Right. And so I just think it like, yeah, I, I would have seen another season of this. I'm not too heartbroken that it was canceled, though. My words. Exactly. I give this yeah. a three. You, you mirror. Um, I think, as I mentioned earlier, it's not really a show I I would have wanted to binge, but I, I would have eventually watched the whole thing, and I would have enjoyed it enough to take another season, but I'm not uh, sharpening my pitchfork or a torch at Netflix's headquarters to, to demand a second season. Yeah, and I think that's that's pretty fair, and it seems like, you know, obviously the creators and the, the big fans of the show were, were had problems with this cancellation that we read about, I read yeah. about, yep. uh, when the show first went on the list, because I remember it kind of, uh, there were pitchforks and torches when the show was right. initially canceled totally. uh, a yeah. little while ago, yep. and uh, now it's died down, obviously, but then it's kind of been reignited with Netflix having now canceled a bunch of other shows that having just come out and yep. been a been a big thing so i don't know it's 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 unfortunate um but at least it's still up and it's still fun and enjoyable and there could be times where i go back and revisit some of the episodes because i laughed a lot at them yep. and they yep. have clever fun jokes and moments so yeah i think that's uh that's where we just have to leave it and respect that uh this show uh isn't coming back unless yep. there's a big conspiracy theory that we're not aware of we just <laughs> nice good one yeah. uh we just have to respect that this show happened yeah i guess call it good uh well as always you can find us at season1pod.com as well as on all of our social media season underscore one underscore pod as well as our subreddit r slash season one pod we post uh, fun little moments from our episodes there we which do. if you listen to you've already heard but maybe a, a friend or family member in this holiday season was like looking for a new podcast to listen to mm-hmm. it's a great way to share the pod and uh tell them about our two your two best doofus friends who talk about TV shows that no one else yeah. has watched. Yep, exactly. Your two weird friends who watch shows from the weird corners of the internet and then tell you about it. Quick sidebar, because I think this will be a fun thing. Do you have everybody in your life being like, oh, have you watched this new thing yet? Or like whatever, and you're like, no, I have to watch this show that was canceled for the podcast. Um, yeah, pretty much uh yeah it's like oh this show is really good this show is really good have you watched this yet you know you see um on social media and and stuff about how this new show is trending and everybody loves it i'm like cool i'm watching this shitty show from fucking 2015 that sucks ass because i don't have time to watch anything else (laughs) um yeah Yeah. it is kind of a blessing and a curse but it creates a fun 
I I really enjoy recordings. I, I enjoy watching, yeah. looking for the diamonds in the rough. I, I don't think we found one this week per se because I think the show was known to be well regarded. But yeah. I think we will eventually come across some some really really strong contenders, some more yeah. Pan Ams. Uh, so what else did we get before that we both really liked? There was a more recent one that I'm trying to remember. Please hold on. Reboot. Oh yeah, reboot was one. Reboot was was strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't find the diamond. Uh, I think in the rough. I might have we given found... Willow a four. Uh, I think you might have. I know I didn't. Yeah, Willow was strong. I think it was um, good of a review. I might have given it a three. We didn't. Our find statistician any... Annie will be yes. uh, will be uh, yes. reporting back to me because every time I say something wrong in the closing moments about a previous episode, she always likes to correct one or yeah. both of us, which is great. That's good. Anyway, are you uh, excited to hear about the next show that we're going to be watching? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Uh, is it another, I'm going to guess, is it another canceled Netflix animated series? There's about 5,000, so. No, I want to save a couple of them because they were so recently canceled. <laughs> it's like no, too yeah. recent. It is a show that was canceled uh, within the la- between the time of us recording the last episode and this episode. So that was between not a time, now, yeah. like the start of December and Thanksgiving, uh, which uh, we are going to be watching. Drum roll, no drum roll. We're looking it up. What's going on? <laughs> I just don't remember the name exactly. Like I know, I, oh, I knew man. the show. I just don't. I want to get the show name right. Yeah, that's fair. It is a so pretty new show. So okay, I was right in my head. Okay, okay. The next show we're going to be watching is Muppet Mayhem. Because I love the Muppets, baby. And it's a literal Muppets uh, show. Yeah, it, it it was on Disney Plus. It's a Muppets uh, TV. I think it's musical. I learned very little about it, but everyone was really Man. mad that it got canceled. So we're going to watch right. it. Wow. And I love the Muppets. You're okay. Do you not like the Muppets? I'm I'm so take it or leave it with the Muppets. I. This is going to be a good episode then. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Andrew's mad at me. Musicals <laughs> no and Muppets. It, those are I two of my it. favorite things in the world. So I'm so excited to, to, to watch this. <laughs> I don't know if it's musical. I'm pretty sure there's musical qualities just like most oh, Muppet things, but it's, it's not wholeheartedly a musical. The genre says comedy musical. So Fuck yeah. Let's go. We got Ooh. another Alcatraz on our hands. Something that I'm going to adore and Andrew's going to despise. Those wow. are our best discussions anyway. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I think we've come to the end of the episode. I can't wait for... Uh, <laughs> Uh, on the week of my birthday, on the day of my birthday, to release our episode on Muppet Mayhem for anyone who cares. But until next time, I'm Presley. And my name is Andrew. We watched it, so you don't have to.